Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy, child. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by your favourite former MIBs. I'm your host this week, Moonwalker, and opposite me is the bearded one, Kevin the Grey. Beard. We're your favourite former MIBs because no other MIBs have been brave enough to come forward. No other MIBs or no other former MIBs? Both. This This week we are taking a look at the encounters of Jenny Henderson, who is featured and had her story investigated by Kathleen Marden. Kathleen? (laughs) And we are starting right out of the gate with Hypnotic Therapy by Dr. James Harder in the 70s. Harder! Harder! James. And it takes us to a field on a warm, sunny day near Jenny's family farm. Harder on a field, eh? In it was her family, older sister, younger brother, mother and grandmother. And the latter two were picking berries. Ooh, intriguing. What if we're wrong about hypnotic regression? But we're not. <laughs> this is your <laughs> case, and you're telling me it's bullshit to begin with. All right, okay, what have we got here? You've got some physical evidence for me? Mm-hmm. What the f- What is that? Those are the berries they were picking. <laughs> Member berries. From the look on your face, you've clearly not watched that episode, have you? Wasted reference. Yeah. What is it? Is it South, South Park? Park? Yeah. yeah. It's not ringing a bell, son. You've set up the whole episode I'm on this, haven't so you? <laughs> disappointed by that. Right, afterward, you're watching Member Berries. All righty then. Jenny, at this point, was three years old. And members seeing figures in the distance of the farm that she describes as looking like grotesque figures. Grotesque toy soldiers, to be exact. I say to be exact. I can't remember. (laughs) Maybe you should get some hypnotic regression. (laughs) Maybe if I membered. Things get hazy. And then Jenny's mum was with the children holding their hands. But Jenny was also face-to-face with the creatures, who were described as having grey skin and large eyes, like your typical grey. What happens next? Her memory of the event ends. Well, I suggest that Dr James needed to go harder on that regression. That's the whole point of regression, so the memories don't end, so you can access those memories and find out what happened. Do you know, go I was just going to go completely off topic and go back to South Park. Despite the amount of South Park references we make, I don't think I've actually watched that many. <laughs> Certainly not over recent years. I think I may have stopped about a season or two ago. Yeah, I'm probably quadrupled that. 
I'll watch it every now and again. Yeah. It's just time, isn't it? So if you've listened to us before, you know exactly what we think of hypnotic regression therapy. He's just admitted that he thinks it's real. So any case where we go forward and hypnotic regression therapy comes up, if he argues against it, we're going to take that as bullshit. I think you need to turn that statement back on yourself. (laughs) I don't have to do shit. I tend to go along with the cases until the end. Then I shit. (laughs) On that note, I see nothing to pick holes in here. That you don't. Member. So to have hypnotic regression therapy straight off the bat doesn't fare too well. But Jenny herself was also not sure. She thinks that it may have been something that was fabricated within her mind whilst under. There were other strange incidents that would happen at home, like her seeing orbs floating around the house and doors that would also open and close by themselves. And this kind of thing would only intensify as she got older. So this is a motherfucking haunting. I've seen most haunted. I know what an orb is. Evidence of ghosts. How? Doesn't matter. The haunting of Jenny Hendo. Like a Netflix series. Starring Dr. James Harder. And Kathleen Marden. Kathleen? She's questioning the regression herself to Mm -hmm. begin with. She makes an interesting point about it fabricating memories, but I call bullshit on her calling bullshit. Why? Because we haven't got any evidence to suggest otherwise. A statement without evidence can be disproven without evidence. Can it be proven without evidence? I have no evidence with which to answer that question. Yeah, now, disclaimer, <laughs> this next bit is a bit harrowing. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't want to hear it. So when Jenny was 13, she awoke one morning to bruising around her genitalia. Oh, no. And would struggle to be able to sit down. Oh, no. When she notified her mother of this, shockingly, her mother didn't seem that shocked and would only offer her a pillow to make sitting down easier. What? Why wouldn't you be shocked? Marden investigated exactly what we're thinking, and there was nothing to suggest any form of abuse had taken place. Thank God. There is, however, a possible explanation to her mother's response, as through other regressions it became apparent that Jenny was taken and placed upon a sort of medical table with beings around her, and... On another table was her mother. In fact, her whole family had been taken. So it could be possible that this was a way of her mother shielding herself from what had happened. So just to clarify, it's the reproductive organs, not the butt-butt. Yes. Oh, I don't want to make light of this. Then don't. But I must... No, I can't. Oh, weren't there younger siblings as well? And they've all been um, on an the older sister and a younger brother. And they've all been on the medical table. They were so the mother was also on a table. I don't know if the others were or if they were just in the room. Doesn't specify if they were on a table or not. Just if they were there. I agree this is pretty harrowing. The way I'm 
currently conceptualizing it is that we don't really give a crap when we're investigating ants, for example. Not, not, I mean, the royal we, not us personally. Scientists, if they're experimenting with animals, they don't really stop to think, or certainly they didn't, perhaps a little bit more in recent times with things like apes, for example, but back probably no more than 15 years ago, pre-2000. People just cracked on, like we would send things into space and whatnot. Didn't really give a toss. Didn't give a damn. Now, if there's a civilization out there with the technology to get to us, they're going to be a hell of a lot more advanced than us. Ergo, to them, we could be ant-like. Would you think they'd have the same kind of empathy that we have kind of evolved, not necessarily evolved, but grown to have? Or do you think they'd discard it completely in the name of science? Ah, God, that's a hard question. I suppose... We're here to answer the hard questions, (laughs) damn it! I'm thinking nature-nurture. Does it benefit humanity, well, not humanity, any civilization past a point to have empathy? We're getting profound here. I mean, survival in groups is beneficial to that extent, but once you no longer... I mean, it depends if it's strictly a need to survive, really, isn't it? Well, surely any civilization's going to be driven to survive, otherwise they wouldn't be... But I mean, if survival is the key, not the key necessarily, but the uh, main priority. I don't know. Whereas as a species, we're essentially, we are more comfortable now than we have ever been in our existence. Therefore, we are more empathetic. If we were probably back to the state where we were being chased by dinosaurs if that was a thing that was never a thing that was a thing <laughs> so we were, <laughs> then um Willy i don't i don't think you'd give a shit about the person that fell over and tripped in the path of the dinosaur because they tripped and fell you can get away and survive whereas i i would like to think that if something had happened and someone had fallen over, quite a lot of the population would try to help. Yeah. Until, unless fear is completely if taken you over. you fell over in front of a dinosaur, I'd help the dinosaur. That would be best to. Stub its toe. <laughs> Wait, how is stubbing the toe helping the dinosaur? No, I'm saying that's what would happen if you fell over in front of one, the uh, dinosaur would come off worse. <laughs> you ever so, saw me and a bear in the woods having a fight? <laughs> help the bear. <laughs> So you're going with the stance that with civilization and advanced civilization comes greater morals, essentially. Depending on the comfort levels of that civilization. Hmm. I can't even remember what we were talking about now. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd stopped at that point and uh, then just kind of went off. I'd chosen not to comment on the disgusting thing you just... That was it. Oh, yeah, poor girl. When Jenny was 16... Herself and a friend were travelling to watch a basketball game. A bright object appeared and started to move towards them. Initially, they believed that this was just a helicopter hovering above, until they realised that there was no sound coming from the object. Jenny joked that it was a UFO, and then... And then... The engine of the car cut out. Several attempts were made to start the car, but nothing happened. They kept trying over and over again. The engine starts and the object is gone. 
Lost time, bitch. They carried on to their destination, only to be shocked to find that the school that they were going to to watch the game had closed and was locked up. Called it! They went to a local store where the clock read just after 11. But within the car, the clock still said early evening. Missing time, son. This is a very familiar tale. I'm going to assume that you read on and saw that line saying missing time. No, no, not at all. And that you didn't realise that this was missing time anyway, because you didn't. No, no. No, no, you didn't. We've covered no, a few you didn't. cases no, where no, the car hasn't no, started, then something no. starts. Greybeard, you didn't. I surprised you with the fact that it was missing time. <laughs> no, act surprised. <laughs> what? There we go. Jenny was worried about how she'd explain getting home late to her mother. But when she got home, she was shocked to find that her mother was completely calm about it. I'm starting to get concerned about the mum at this point. Is it really her mother? Under regression therapy, Jenny would go on to find out that when the car stopped and her friend was trying to start it, Jenny was floated out of the vehicle and taken aboard a ship and was with two alien greys. During this session, she asked not to be made to relive the details. So Marden, who was in charge of this regression therapy, skipped forward to when she returned to the car. She didn't want to experience the slab again, and I don't blame her. It's almost as if the aliens are undertaking a longitudinal study. So over many, many years to see in how the human body changes, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Work out what our strengths and weaknesses are. This was the 70s, wasn't it? I'm fairly certain you said the 70s right at the start. That's when the regression took place. Oh, so it could have been... I don't know if this this was probably... We don't have exact times. But regardless, if they were doing this back then and they haven't come to attack us yet, I'm guessing they found out that Jenny was strong! I can't remember whether it's a case we just recorded literally in the last couple of weeks or whether it's one I've just researched waiting to record, but I've had the exact same thing happen with the car cutting out and suddenly it starts, the person gets therapy and remembers that things had happened during that time when they got back to their work. I think there's been time. about 15 and, that we've yeah. where that's happened, <laughs> to be fair. It's so fresh in my mind. I'm concerned about the mum. That's where I really want to go with this bit. Anything that happens to this girl, the mum's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> expected that. Here's some ice. Do you want a pillow? Yeah. Now... Is it because the mum is going through it or is it because the mum is the perpetrator? I probably shouldn't suggest that that's really mean. I was going to say, do you mean in terms of she's an alien? That's better. Let's go with that. <laughs> I don't want to make any unfounded accusations as to people I don't know. <laughs> this is why we will never do a true crime podcast. Never. <laughs> Other than that one episode. True <laughs> crime. It's so hard to cover these cases without coming up with theories. And then even though it's only a theory, you're not saying it's what did happen. You're just saying it could be a possibility. If you're that family and you know you're going to take massive offence at that, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Apologies, Jenny and family. Now into adulthood, Jenny was sharing an apartment with a friend 
and working two jobs. On the night in question, she was at work when something strange happened, something she had no idea of. Once Jenny had finished work and headed home, she was greeted by excited neighbours who were all trying to find her to explain that they'd seen a flying object outside of her apartment window. This incident occurred in the 70s and Jenny soon started having... (laughs) sleepless nights and waking up feeling anxious. This is what prompted her to first visit Dr. James Harder Harder. at APRO. And this is when they started her initial therapy. A few months after beginning the therapy and finding that it helped her anxiety and sleep troubles, an event occurred that shocked her to her core. Her then boyfriend, Tom, was asleep in bed with her and when she awoke in the middle of the night, he was gone. Thinking that he'd gone to use the bathroom, she thought nothing of it. Oh, shit, son. So she was sharing an apartment with a friend. Do we ever hear from the friend or is this just her sole account? This is just her sole account. Excellent. What is about to happen to Tom? Has he gone out for some late night cookies and milk? Because he got the cravings. By cookies and milk. Do you mean? No, I mean literally cookies (laughs) and milk. He needs the cookies in his tum-tum. So he's gone out and whilst he's out, the aliens are always watching her and they're going to strike every time she's vulnerable. Especially because they're curious as to what the effects on the human body are when they've had a bit of bum to go out. Wow. Good point. Or... Are they taking anyone who's around her? So they're watching this one girl and anyone who comes in contact with her (laughs) is therefore placed at risk. And she didn't disclose this to Tom up front. Tom's about to get his ass probed. (laughs) When Tom returned, either side of him was two figures. (laughs) I thought you said two fingers for a second. (laughs) And Tom explained that he'd been outside. The figures then told Jenny that they didn't need her that night. Oh, no. But that they had to make an adjustment to her. They then proceeded to roll her over onto her front and insert something into the base of her spine. By base of spine, do you mean literally... Base of spine. Not like, that's not a cute way of saying butthole. <laughs> no. Okay. That's, that's grim regardless. Jenny then woke up with all this seeming like a dream until she told Tom, and he hazily remembered it too. Plus, there was dirt inside the room from where Tom had been outside. Could have wiped your feet, you heathen. They didn't take any action following the incident, but it remained prominent in Jenny's mind. Well, Tom remembered it too. I want to hear from Tom as well now. We've got two victims. Maybe three. The... Mother. And the friend. And the... The younger brother and the older sister? Six or seven. (laughs) And the grandma. (laughs) And the dog. (laughs) Tom and Jenny, later down the line, got married and had children. Happy ending. But the strange occurrences would continue. Not so happy ending. One night, whilst Tom was away for work, Jenny received a message that she was pregnant and that there was something wrong with the baby that needed to be corrected. 
This message was received telepathically. It's never good when you receive a message telepathically. Concerned and afraid, Jenny decided that she was going to stay up the whole night. Around 2am, she heard a noise which indicated that someone or something was in the house. Then, all of a sudden, it was 4am. The house was silent and her memories were hazy as fuck. Last time, baby! But what she could remember was being in a room looking at fetuses in small tanks. One alien in particular was paying close attention to a specific tank. This made Jenny think that they planned to swap her baby from inside her with one of these from the tanks. Crikey, that's a bit of a jump. Jenny was then led to another room where she lost consciousness. During her sessions with Marden, more information came forward from the incident. Whilst there was, according to the aliens, a problem with the baby, Jenny was also told that the children in the tanks were made from her DNA, which was harvested over the years. They've made an army of mini Jennies. Jenny army, baby! And then, what, pickled them? Are they living in the tanks? Or frozen in the tanks? Or is that... We don't know. I mean, it's not great regardless. What's so special about Jenny? What's not special about Jenny? <laughs> um, she seems a pretty average... I mean, rude. Call on our average. Whoa, what's average? Are we all average or are we all special in we're our own special. little way? So what's not special about her? Piage. <laughs> so aggressive, sir. I don't want to offend the family now. I've got another thought. Why does she keep on losing consciousness? Are they doing something to her? Possibly. Or is it that what's happening is so horrific that she's cutting out before that bit in her memories? Possibly. Do we find out? Possibly. Okay. So did no, she... No, we don't. Do we go on to find out she had the baby okay? Yes, we do. Glorious. I'm rooting for you, Jenny. Special Jenny. So I mentioned that she lost consciousness. It's very but the following is a continuation as she either woke up again or this info was blocked the last time. Jenny was taken to a room and towards a table in the middle of it, which had other aliens standing around it seemingly waiting for her. Once whatever operation they carried out was complete, she was taken to another room with a large container with a strange liquid inside and she was placed inside it. She was completely submerged in the liquid, but could strangely still breathe. Once she was removed from the tank, the liquid seemed to dry instantly. I also totally forgot that picture was in there, and that was meant to be before I read that bit. No, it's fine. That illustrates what you're saying well for me. It's almost like uh, I'm getting Matrix vibes. Mm -hmm. All the human batteries, they're all in the goo. That's the, exactly the sky what, farms. what I pictured when mm. doing this. But obviously Matrix wasn't out yet. Yeah, yeah. After this, Jenny was taken home. She could see stars whizzing past a window, 
before the ship took a sudden turn as if to avoid something. Then she could see her road coming towards them at great speed before they were over her house, to which a transfer then occurred, which is described to Marden like a light beam with walls. It was then that Jenny was back in her room and it was 4am. I've got no idea what to say about that. I'm wondering whether if they can transfer like that, why they need to even fly her home. Why can't they just transfer her from above the earth? What if it only has a limited range? distance. 20 metres? Or a metre? I don't know enough about the physics of whatever technology they're using to comment, to be fair. They've gone to a lot of effort to study this girl. Picking her up, dropping her off, picking her up, taking her on board, flying her around space, dropping her off. That must cost an awful lot. Who's backed this is what I want to know. Is there some sort of alien musk? (laughs) (laughs) Who's thought this sounds like a great idea? He's started a new... It's funded for alien science. (laughs) The Jenny Company. Jenny X. Months later, once their son had been born, Jenny was awoken by Tom, who informed her to get their son and follow him from the guest room of his parents where they were currently staying for Christmas. Feeling uneasy about it, Jenny complied. They were stood outside and Jenny could see several alien greys. She passed their son to Tom, who proceeded to hand the child to the greys. What? Jenny. No! Tom! Jenny screamed out just like that, but was soon silenced. <laughs> I've become Jenny. When telepathically, she heard the greys conversing about her, indicating that maybe they should do something to shut her up. Then, as if in a flash, Jenny was within the craft again and on an operating table in the middle of a room. There was no direct light, but light coming from somewhere. There was one alien at her head and another by her feet, and they explained that something was wrong and they were trying to fix it. Then a surge of pain coursed through her body. She explains it's as if she was electrocuted. Following this, there was a burning sensation near her ovaries. Oh no. And that's when she realised that this is what they were trying to fix. She was then handed her child back and taken down a ramp to awaiting Tom. When Jenny and Tom recalled the incident again, they remembered it as if they were looking at a motorhome and not a craft. It was then that they, or at least Jenny, realised that the greys were altering their perception of things. Into things they could understand. That could be for two reasons. One, because they've never seen anything like what they were seeing and so the aliens were giving them ways to comprehend it two it was all happening in a another dimension that we don't yet have access to or three they were like we're by the side of these people's house what if other humans come by and think what the fuck is that (laughs) let's get them all to home let's just change not the shape but how some Crafts in films have the ability to shield themselves mm-hmm. so they can't be seen. They had the ability to kind of disguise their craft as a motorhome. 
to anyone looking at it from the outside. So not Makes sense. only would Jenny and Tom see it, but anyone that was passing by. Therefore, although they were altering their perception, they weren't altering their perception. Yeah. Jenny hears them telepathically. Are they speaking in English telepathically? Because she is, there's been a few times she's like, maybe they should do something to shut me up. Is she understanding them say this or is she coming to her own conclusions? Because she's making some presumptions. I do not have the details about whether she heard it in English or maybe she could understand them. And they keep on coming to fix her. What if they're the ones that made the problems to begin with? It's quite possible. Like they've got scientists who think they know exactly what they're doing, connecting the mouth to the butthole, so <laughs> direct. Fresh sandwich comes out your butt just as you've eaten it. Made. <laughs> Why did Tom give them the baby so freely? Maybe he was Where's his parental under instinct? The influence of something. Well you need to cut that out, Tom. Uh, Tom? I didn't mean drugs, I meant Maybe no, I'm had... on to him now. He's going out late night, picking up his packages. His cookies. Yeah. <laughs> his milk. His cookies and milk. You cut that out, Tom. <laughs> Tom! It's your baby! Two years later, they had a second child. This time, a daughter. And again, whilst Tom was away for work, Jenny woke up at 2am to fetch some water. She was heading back to bed when she was slammed face first and floated to bed. Not only could she not move, but she couldn't make a sound either. She could hear her newborn making noises as if being disturbed while she slept. And Jenny could feel the presence of greys in the room. There was also a low buzzing sound she could make out. And then Jenny was in a different position could freely move, and it was 4 a.m. Plus time, baby! January 16th, 1988. Ten years on from her daughter being born. Unfortunately, Tom had passed away in an accident about a year or two after their daughter had been born. Sorry, Tom, I take it back. Jenny had remarried, and her children were 10 and 12. The family had spent the evening eating pizza and watching TV before they decided to go up to bed. As the children went up, Jenny and Doug... (laughs) Doug, Doug, Doug... ...were tidying up before going up themselves. Several (laughs) Several hours later, they were awoken by the dog barking. Whilst under Marden's hypnosis... Jenny recalls that she thought the dog would wake everyone up, and then it suddenly stopped. There's a presence in the room that she thought was her daughter. Doug gets up, but immediately is put back to bed and he's not moving. Jenny sat up and could see three alien greys moving towards her. Oh, shit. During regression, she got quite agitated several times and had to be calmed down. Jenny was removed from her bed and surrounded by the creatures, who then proceeded to take her outside through the window. Before she knew it, she was in the hallway of a craft with a non-human who seemed familiar to her. 
But not a grey? But not a grey. What? That better not be her mum. As she followed, she could see both her children were being led by greys into separate rooms. She continued to follow and was taken to a room with a table in the middle of it. Some greys appeared and proceeded to prep her as if she was about to undergo an operation. Oh, again. They then stepped back and appeared to disappear within the shadows. Was that to let the familiar non-human get on with it? Or to let whoever was operating come in and Uh, operate? And so nothing spooked them then. Do you know, when, when I think of aliens, or in fact, when people think of aliens, they probably think of aliens in a couple of different ways. Some people perceive them invading like Independence Day style... Hundreds of thousands of millions of billions of trillions, etc., etc., all in their spaceships. Some people probably think of Star Wars, lots of intergalactic organizations, different types of aliens all living together. I tend to think of us and then greys or greens just coming down to mess with us just like this. <laughs> this is exactly what I go to first in my mind. They're just pissing with us. Picking us up, poking us in the butt, putting us back down, not leaving behind any evidence. Just picking on random people. My first thought is xenomorphs, then greys. Well, there you go, yeah. Although it's quite plausible that humans could be aliens, it's not one that pops into my head if I was to say top three that... We could well be greys, yeah. I envision. Living in space, mm-hmm. lack of sun, we go grey... Come back down. With the greys, baby. <laughs> we learn how to travel through space and time. Start Warps. messing with ourselves. Warps our body shape. Maybe we're looking for like our equivalent of John uh, Connor. <laughs> There's a Could war be. in the future. <laughs> and we know somewhere in Jenny's bloodline, <laughs> someone's going to be born. There is a hendo waiting. <laughs> the procedure began and it was causing her great pain. But she was told telepathically that she was helping the greys to understand us and that it was an important function. The procedure was to take more of her genetic material. The operation finished and she was placed in an upright chair with the non-human coming and telling her telepathically that the human Jenny had nothing to fear. Have they made a non-human Jenny? Oh, shit. Jenny would also go on to claim that prior to her birth, a tiny piece of the aliens, whether that's the grey or the non-humans, was inserted into her. Jenny was then shown images of a dying planet, which she assumed to be the planet the aliens were from and that they had to abandon it. She is then led off the ship and joined by her children. She wakes up in bed and notices that there is blood on her pillow. Oh, that's not good. Could be a nosebleed. This is reminding me, weirdly, of an episode of Wellington Paranormal where there is, like, alien crops and they start taking the shape of the humans. And it feels to me like they're creating their own Jenny. Dark Jenny. Jenny the Grey. What? (laughs) Why, if your planet is dying, 
Would you experiment on one bloody human? Maybe this is how they um, advance their species. Carry out a 50-year study of a human? Maybe. Do we find out who this non-human who's familiar is? No, we don't. Oh, for Christ's sake. That's why familiar. Now I want to know. <laughs> Bastards. We don't even get clarification of non-human. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be grey. Could be grey. <laughs> oh, hot damn. So Jenny went to shower as Doug was already up. As she did, bits of hair were falling out. When she dried herself and used the hairdryer, it suddenly burnt out. We've all been there. As she walked into the kitchen, an electronic toy started on its own. As she started to mix batter for the pancakes, the mixer packed up. She was a little on edge by this, but Doug was calm and claimed that he had to get a new one anyway. They've made Jenny 2.0! When her son came down for breakfast, she asked him how he slept. His response shocked her. He said that he felt like he was up all night and that he'd never believed in UFOs, but now he knows that they're real. Jenny tried to rationalise it with him before he stormed off to his room, saying that she knew what he meant. As she followed him to his room, she noticed the blood on his pillow. She then went to check on her daughter, who was awake and claimed that a helicopter woke her up right outside her window, shining a light in her eyes. She looked out the window and saw figures looking back at her before just going back to sleep. She then tells her mother that she dreamt of a figure coming into her room and taking her to a building behind the house and playing games with her. That's when Jenny noticed the blood on her pillow. They've got them all! What if they've replaced the children? Ooh. Now, this is the part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism. There's not much science to break down here, and I couldn't find much scepticism either. But, <laughs> but what I did find is that although it seems a bit jumpy and that the regressions happened in similar time frames or even a year or two apart, I did discover that the time between her first sessions with Dr. J. Harder Session with Harder and Marden A Harder session are 25 years apart. Damn. So I guess that just leaves us to summarise and conclude. Which session did she find Harder? So to summarise, we have the story of Jenny Hendo, who was struggling with anxiety and some sleepless nights. She sees Dr. J. Harder of APRO and undergoes regression therapy. This therapy brought forward memories of being a child and witnessing alien greys. Following this, weird paranormal-like events started to occur around her house. At 13, a pretty harrowing ordeal happens and her mother doesn't seem too bothered by it. 25 years later, she undergoes regression therapy under Kathleen Marden and a plethora of abductions and situations arise. We get more detail on the event that took place at 13 and understand that her mother was also taken, so the coldness in her approach may have been denial. We have the missing time of her and her friend whilst on their way to a basketball game which her mother was also pretty chill about 
there were instances of a possible failed abduction while she was at work, an abduction of her then-boyfriend Tom, which also led to an adjustment of Jenny. When Jenny got pregnant, she was warned telepathically that something was wrong. She was taken to a room with containers containing baby fetuses, and after her op was placed in a container filled with a weird liquid. Here, she had two hours of missing time. When her and Tom had their first child, Jenny and her son were taken aboard a craft where the aliens fixed her. Later, when her second child was born, she was slammed face first after kissing a glass of water at 2am and felt the presence of Grays. She couldn't move or scream. When she awoke, two hours had passed. Tom passed away and Jenny remarried. And one night, when they'd all gone to bed, Jenny and the kids were abducted. She was made aware of how she was helping the aliens understand us and was shown images of a dying planet. When she awoke, she found blood on her pillow and strange things happened around electronics. She also found her children had been affected too and that there was also blood on their pillows. So that was a lot to unpack. So Greybeard, I hope you've unpacked your answer into a neatly tied bow of yes, this was Aliens. I'll unpack my answer shortly. I'm just curious as to what happened to the children. Did this cycle continue? Are their children also waking up with blood on their pillows? Are their children's children okay? What about the children? Maybe we will find out in future episodes. Well, until we do, I'm saying no. I'm not saying that it was aliens. Because we have lots of involved people here. We've probably got between nine and 12 witnesses, yet we've only got the one account. I need more. And whilst I'm not saying it is these things, we don't have any information, for example, on Hendo's mental health, their history of substance use or lack thereof, whether they've experienced any significant trauma in their life, whether they were looking to profit from this story in any way, were their books involved, did they get any payments from the researchers. We don't even have any real clarification from the hypnotists involved. Ergo, I am not saying that this was aliens at this point in time, but I would love to hear a follow-up on whether the family experienced experiences in the future. Rest in peace, Tom. Why, thank you. Nicely unpacked. Wrapped up in a bow. I am going to agree with you and say that this was not aliens. To the point, I'm not even 100% sure that this person even exists. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote this one myself. And the reason for that is I couldn't find any records of of this story other than from the book that Kathleen Marden wrote Uh, with... um, What was her name? We covered her before. That's going to bug me now. We've covered lots of people before. We have. It's the one where there was a picture of her and Kathleen and you asked which one was which. Uh... Um, So that book 
is where this story was first. Okay, in. we should get that book. And I didn't believe that last account that we done, so I have no reason to believe that this one is real. But I also couldn't find any pictures of um, Jenny. Yeah, there's no further there's, evidence. It's there, just yeah, this one account. Nothing at all. With these regression therapies, I would like to see a recording of one and to see if people are goaded into answering in certain ways. Mm. Because if it was real, I'd like to see if they ask questions of when you saw the alien, what did it look like? Which could then prompt the brain to picture an alien and describe what they think it looks like or what the brains pictured it as. Um, so, yeah, I honestly don't even know if I believe this person exists. If they do exist, then just like you, there's far too many people involved for there to only be one person's account. And we also have where there was all these people that saw a craft outside of the apartment, but there's no story of the craft outside the apartment. Mm, yeah, yeah. For me, I cannot say that this is aliens. Thank you for joining us for this week's probe. <laughs> probe. <laughs> You can find us on our socials, Facebook at But It Was Aliens. Our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. We're on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. You can also find us on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. And we also have a Patreon.com where you can find bonus episodes where we cover everything from Rasputin's dick to Rasputin's dick <laughs> and Rasputin's dick mainly Rasputin's dick admittedly and much much more of Rasputin's dick but I have been Moonwalker he has been Greybeard remember the truth is up there hash tag Great